All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Table of Who podcast. I would say this is the All-Star edition, but that is literally one of the worst All-Star weekends I have ever uh, witnessed, so we won't connect to that at all. Kings, what's going on, my guy? How you living? Man, being, you know, living smooth, man. Uh, it's a bad product in the NBA right now. <laughs> bad product. Jordan still, the homie Jordan, the uh, our degenerate connects, letting you know how to win some money or how to lose some money, depending on how it's going. Perfect five and was it five and zero last week, Jordan? No, three and three and zero. Three and zero from last three week. Three the week before, bro. We we on a five and zero streak, baby. He's uh he's he's last the last five bets he he announced on the show he hit. Special edition this week. We are joined by a friend of the pod. You've heard us um, reference some of the things he said on a few episodes. Paul, you know, on Twitter as Paul tweets too much. Uh, resident funny guy, hilarious account. Definitely suggest you follow Paul. What's going on, my guy? And it's it's an honor, man. I've been <laughs> thinking about this moment for about two years now. It finally happened. Ah, uh, so we thanks just, for uh, having me. Oh, it's all good, bro. It's just I, honestly long overdue. Um, let's hop right into it, bro. What is your just reaction to the entirety of of All Star Weekend? Highs, lows, overall. Kind of oh, it's over, over, bro. They're going to be playing kickball soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, tell me you wouldn't rather watch them play rock, paper, scissors than whatever they was just doing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tweeted this. I said, bro, they literally let each other walk into threes and layups for two and a half hours. I understand a part of it where, you know, defense is kind of laissez-faire, but there was not an inkling of competition whatsoever. That was a two and a half hour layup line, man. I, I'm just a little kind of flabbergasted about how that – and just, I think me and Jordan are a little older. When when do you guys feel that change? Even in the 2010s, you know, they would at least spend a quarter and a half kind of. It was never this. Yeah, that's what tonight I'm was right. different. Tonight yeah. was different. It was yeah, never like, this. The worst. This might be the worst one we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I was like, they, they always became a point in the game. Like, all right, guys, let's try to win. Let's try to put on the show. The the you know the cream of the crop superstars take over late, kind of separate themselves, and we get like a photo finish. This wasn't as bad as the Brooklyn one, though. That was terrible. <laughs> that was like they scored over four hundred points in that game. I, I that was that, that was nasty. But what do you what do you guys think? Kind of the issue is starting with uh, Paul. You can start that stuff. We'll go around the horn. Paul, what do you think? Kind of the issue is with the All Star game right now. I don't want to say it's an issue, but they just make too much money to care. Like I, yeah. I want the players uh, to get as much money as they can get, but they just you saw what Shea was saying. Like they need incentive. Like you're making thirty five mil a year, and you need what incentive? <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's that's kind of it, Kings. What about you, bro? Nah, it's it's literally um, it's literally what somebody was talking about in my timeline. Uh, it's just it's too much money at this point. It, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like I don't want them to lose their money, but it's like when the money is introduced, how how else do you get them to like you know want to sacrifice their body or sacrifice an injury? You know what I mean? It's like it, it's it, they just don't they don't care at all. And people are talking about you know tying incentives to the max deals or super max. I'm like, bro, no, no player is going to agree to that. <laughs> I'm saying like, none of them are going to agree to any of that. So it's, it, it's really just difficult um, unless you add prize money. Like that's just the only way I can see it. And I just, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, Jordan. I honestly, I don't know how to fix it. And it, it, the whole weekend itself just like lost its luster. And it started with the all-star Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, the skills competition was like a joke, dude. Like, what, what on? <laughs> bro. You just have the best point guards in that competition, bro. Like, that used to be an annual show, show off for 
are the best point guards. Somebody posted a picture when wasn't it? It was Kobe, Nash. It was like four of the top ten players. Yeah, remember, you have CP3 versus Darren. Right. Like, right, right, like, right, right. Yeah, bro. It, it's just the overall Saturday night, and like not only that, but it's like your three of your best players weren't even in attendance. Not only were they not participating, they weren't even in attendance. <laughs> You know what? I just not being funny, bro. I'm I'm a Julius Randle fan, bro. But there's no way he should be in a three point contest. <laughs> people, I'm I'm a Julius Randle defender to the end. He did better than Kevin Horder, dude. Kevin Horder set white boys back a hundred years. Man, <laughs> it's just 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 a wild weekend, man. Like, um, I think, and that goes to another point that the highlight the highlight of the actual basketball stuff was uh was Mac McClung, was it not? Everybody in agreement that was you know he had. Two and really he, good dunks. He's not even an NBA player. I know that's not, that. That was my point. Like, uh, I think even KD said it. KD was like, uh, "We can't get superstars to do the events anymore." And he was talking about the dunk. I used to be, you know, used to be star studded. You know what I mean? And that's honestly changed. But I, I those, those two dunks, the two dunks, the five forty, and then the um, like the the two hand windmill, like that. Those were special dunks. It's just like it's Mac McClung doing them. So. Yeah, those dunks are accessible to us. Like if you right. go on YouTube, like yeah, right. there's dunk contests. You can find them all across the world doing these crazy shit. But we don't want to watch a G leaguer. Right. That yeah. Was, yeah. We want to see the stars do crazy dunks. You know what's weird? So I'm I'm watching right. So, and they also said the G League showcase game had like a similar lack of intensity, and that was wild to me because yeah, that's that trying tweet. to get seen. And like even that, they said that was lacking in intensity. People weren't super into that. Like that is crazy to me because you don't even have the money yet. Product. It, this shows us a product wide problem. Right. It, it's it's a top down problem at this point. Like it's it's not good. Yeah, we and we discussed this before. Paul hopped hopped on the call. Kind of want to get his thoughts on this. So to me, it, it seems pretty clear that the NBA is going to eventually steer from an all-star game to a, a U.S. first of world or whatever. So instead of the conference going to be a, a foreign team and a, and a U.S. team, there were eight eight foreigners, you said, Jordan, in, in the all-star game. I think it's T in there. What, what do you think about that? I think, you know, Silver's goal is to globalize the game always. I think it's going to be forced, though. I, I don't think yeah, we're there what, yet. That's, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. The, the top is there, but, like, we they make these teams and Evan Fournier is on them. <laughs> Isn't that what Luca put when he did his five, or was it Giannis? Somebody put forty yeah, somebody. on the team. Like it get eventually gets to there faster than people realize. <laughs> hey, I mean, but you know, uh, you know, Wimby's coming over. There's another yeah. French kid. Uh, OKC has a, uh, a, a the, who's the French rookie in OKC? I forgot his name. I like I like him a lot actually. Um, damn. It's not a good look for the brand. <laughs> we just had Brady from Thunder Film movie. I like the the, the first guy they drafted, but yeah, but I just, you they think it's Josh uh, Giddy? What'd you say? They also have Josh Giddy. Right. He's also born. He's yeah, he's Aussie. So I mean, it's 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 a lot of good international players, but you know, I I remember I, had, I used to talk with Banksy about this. Because I was just telling like, the NBA's goal is to be an international goal because right. they know they can't. They admitted to themselves a long time ago they can't compete with the Super Bowl or NFL for the domestic product. But they know they have a bunch of international fans on their social media. They could see that. So their goal is to try and, and monetize that into a viewership so they can make their product like soccer. But it's like it's just so hard because, um, you know, the NBA came up as an American product. And, you know, with inviting, you know, different cultures and entities that haven't historically been there, you got to deal with the cultural aspect, 
will you know some Americans want to accept that these you know other nations being part of the product you know can you relate to certain people do the people from other countries want to be involved right with with the cultures and things like that it's just a lot but that's where they're trying to go with it I don't know but but part of that is a, a, a night like tonight you put on a good show right because you go back to 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 92 the dream team when the game started getting globalized like they were beating everybody by 80 but like they were putting on a show like every, every game and there's a bunch of players now and a few years ago it was like that's the moment where they decided to fall in love with basketball you know what i mean they it's asked like, it's like when um ernie asked luca before the show like or whoever was on the broadcast they asked luca oh did you watch the all-star game growing up he said no i was too young like this game is on when I, uh, midnight when I'm sleeping, you know? Uh, I mean? So it's like, I, I don't think that necessarily the all-star game is the product that you want to be putting out to the world or that is necessarily going out to the world, but it is becoming a world product. And I agree with Kings in the fact that like they have no chance of dominating the, the NFL, like the NFL dominates America. There's, I don't think there's any chance that you surpass that, you no. know, they have to go to the world. And then we wake up this morning and it's like, no one's talking about the ratings of All-Star Saturday Night. The NBA is pushing this agenda where, oh, 550 million social media views on mm, Mac. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're already trying to circumvent the fact that their ratings are probably already down in domestically, right? So yeah. it's an interesting uh, discourse that's going on by the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I believe that's, that's going to be the pivot. And, you know, also instead of, you know, I just want to say this as a, as a personal uh, probably going through this instead of fixing the damn NBA app, you're putting the, the AI into it. Meanwhile, I can't even log on half the time. I just want to say that, you know, it's just ass backwards. <laughs> Very frustrating. That, that app almost never works, bro. I couldn't get captions removed one time. I, I Chromecast it to my TV <laughs> and I had to watch the whole game with captions over the score. So I was just keeping track. Right. See, it's like, like, like that app is literally broken, but the big announcement was, hey, just take a picture and You'll be in the game, so it's like, there you it's go. Kind of strange, man. Um, hopefully, it gets better, man. I, 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 you would like to see the players with the pride of it all. So I remember, let's even back, even after you know, Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan, um, like even Steph. You know, they signed these massive deals. You know, they they played the All Star game hard. You know what I mean? So it's like there, there's certain, certain some of it's going to be pride more than anything else. So you I just... do think the world thing could could stir up some pride, though. I know. I was about to say that uh, if if you made it an international versus the U.S., there's definitely going to be egos on the line in that in that game. I was crying. You know, we, we was crying because you know what's the hilarious part? Luca and Joker, the two best international players, depending on where you you know where you how you got us to those probably three, but Luca and Joker were not interested at all in that game. It was kind of hilarious. I just literally did not care. It was so It's funny. so, like, different than Jokic's game, though. Like, yeah, it is. It is. There's no reason for him to play. Yeah. He said he said, he said as much. He was like, I don't know what he's like. I have no – didn't care at all. He was picked second to last. Like, this is not my game at all. So A lot of players fake not care. Jokic just straight up does not care. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to toss him out of use, bro. Like, yeah, like, yeah dude, trying to throw him a lob off the glass, bro. Joker is like, "What? What are you doing?" Um, so, big thing. Paul had to ring you in. Uh, big deal before the All Star break. KD leaving your net. First of all, shout out to Paul. We're in the era of following players around. Paul is a homegrown, diehard Nets fan. Shout out to Paul. 
Thank last you. of a dying breed. Salute. Um, just whatever you can divulge, divulge, brother. Take us through the Kevin Durant saga from KD's end. His comments were, and Bansky said this too, when they didn't get a star back for Kyrie, uh, he was essentially out of there. And there was obviously other stuff with the GM and coach that you have mentioned on the timeline uh, at several different points throughout this whole thing. Just your reaction to the KD trade. Did you see it coming? Me and King, actually me and Kings didn't, we predicted it in the off, it would come in the off season. We thought he would play this out and that's an off season, but no, it happened now. He specifically requested one team. There was no kind of, you know, haggling or comparing yeah. packages. He got what he wanted. So just kind of take us through that, bro. You you got the floor. First of all, man, it's kind of funny though. Like it took for it to all fail for me to finally get on here though. Like yeah, I just wanted the messy stuff. No, no, <laughs> talk, no, no, no. You Kings will attest to this. Bef- Kings before the season, who am I thinking to come out the East, bro? You take the nets. You take oh the no, nets. I'm just talking about my appearance on here though. Like oh, okay, it, okay, it okay. ends, and then you're like, "Yeah, it's time now. <laughs> it's time." But I, I picked the like I picked the and honestly, I was looking good until yeah. KD got hurt. They were closing the gap on Boston. But go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, I, I felt it too though. Like I, I was surprised though because my understanding, like everybody that told me, is he couldn't get out. No matter what he wanted, he couldn't get out. So I was gonna make him run the rest of the year. But it's exactly what Bansky said, though. We couldn't get a star back, so what do we do? We Do we force a trade, gut all our assets, trade Nick Claxton to, to the Raptors and all our picks, and then we fail anyway, see it as a dead end, and now we're doing this anyway without right. assets now? Like, it's it caught me by surprise, though. It's This is all has to do with Kyrie, though, because nobody knew he was going to request that trade. We're, we're balling. Katie's back in a week, and then he does this, like, completely just – he did what Harden did, bro. You just cost us both the ring, like yourself <laughs> and the, and the Nets. Right. Yeah, I, I I was in. Like I like you said, you guys were. I was completely in. Like until KD got hurt, I was like, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Nets. It looked ugly going <laughs> starting off. I was like, Nah, I'm gonna stick with him. You I guys remember guys. your worry was defense for so many years, and now we got a good defense. And then right. you know, Claxton, Claxton, defensive player of the year candidate, exactly. So, Should man. Be. But uh, we should have blew this up from from jump. Well, we didn't have to blow it up this summer. We like if you just listen to KD, fired Nash, fired Marks. You end up firing Nash anyway. <laughs> seven days into the season, you're right. gonna fire Marks after the season unless you're so scared of the optics that you'll just run him one more year just so KD doesn't look like he was right. But I'm a, I'm also relieved though. Like we didn't win shit, but the 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 stress of like feeling like you're supposed to win a chip every year and then something bad happens. Like I've just I just want it out. Yeah, that you just had an incredible string of, of, of bad luck, in my opinion, with the injuries, man. Hard. Injuries, pandemic. There's just right. so much stuff like Kyrie watching the wrong YouTube videos, whatever. It's <laughs> everything was bad. I think the Nets are set up pretty well going into the future, though. I mean, Michael Bridges is is super nice. Cam uh, Cam Johnson, obviously. I think they they they're very versatile as a as a team as as built and obviously yeah. they have more assets going forward yeah, so they became they became a better version of the raptors overnight yep. yeah <laughs> we're, we're the raptors were the idea of the raptors that could shoot yeah right <laughs> so like, like this this year for sure yeah, and, piggybacking off what you know jordan said um what how are you ha- how happy are you with that haul and what's the next step you want to see the nets take i know i, I saw you mention this time it's kind of just let cam thomas go He's mm-hmm. so good offensively. You got to ride with the defensive mistakes and the growth on that end and some of the tough shots he might take. 
So I'm not upset with the Hall at all. Like people clown on the Hall. Like we've never seen a player like Kevin Durant get traded. Like right. you're never gonna get value at Kevin Durant's value. Uh, the the real thing that I'm upset about is what Harden and Kyrie did to their values because we could have got a crazy haul all around, but they did what they had to do. But I'm not upset about what we got right now. I don't want to go star hunting immediately because, you know, like we just got done with that. But we're set up where you put one star on our team and this is a really good team all of a sudden. Yeah, that's your guy like- Brandon Ingram, he could go play. That's perfect. But obviously this is a this is a Luca Harden team. But I, I'm very happy. I just think that they got to let the cams play. We got Cam Thomas, who needs to grow. And then you got Cam Johnson, who is a restricted free agent. You got to find out what he's worth. Right. I, I saw you. I want to get your thoughts. I know you've been kind of been up and down on, on Dinwiddie uh, since his return. He's kind of a stopgap bridge guy. I don't think he's part of that team's long-term future, um, given what you guys are going. So what are your thoughts on him kind of? You know, is is he going to help guys grow? Is he stunt guys grow? A little bit of both. Yeah, that's that's Kirk Cousins right there. That's the guy that you don't want to want to <laughs> keep going forward. Uh, I know Dinwiddie has off the court issues, like where he's just. You heard the stories where he was snaking D'Lo throughout the whole season uh, right. to get Kyrie and all that stuff. Like he's not he's not your future. I, I hope he gets traded in the off season. And I was a big Dinwiddie guy. Like I. Uh, I think he's super underrated. He's six foot six, athletic, could shoot the three ball. Like they were talking about Dinwiddie versus Chris Paul versus Van Vliet when we were at the trade deadline. I'm like, I think Dinwiddie's clearly the best player out of all of them. He's just annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to. Yeah, man. I, I and just real quick, I, I got shout out. To, we got a lot of listeners from Toronto, but boy, the way y'all gassed them players over the dome, man, I, there has to be oh, addressed man. at some point, bro. Like they were telling us how much Van Vliet. Van Fleet, OG, and Siakam are worth. And my one rebuttal was, I was like, why are you 25 and 30? If yeah. if you have these three guys, I was like, not, and nobody could answer that question. I was like, you guys love Nick Nurse. You love Masai. You got those and Scotty, guys. bro. And don't yeah, forget Scotty. Scotty. Like, love those three guys and Scotty. I was like, why are you 25 Everybody's good in Toronto, apparently. Everybody. Except, Except for Gary like, Trent. They hate Gary Trent for some reason. I like Gary Trent. Yeah. So that, that, that and that was like and that was a legitimately honest question. I was like, why are you twenty five or thirty if you have all these players who are worth two first round picks at least and get a star hall? Why are you twenty five and thirty? And just the backlash of that innocent question like was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a whole a whole side Paul issue. Knows, uh, Paul knows that fan base Maples. That's a sensitive <laughs> bunch, boy. <laughs> it was just crazy, man. I was like, and they were like. And they were like, uh, it was arguing about the Pelicans. I was like, they should trade Trey Murphy and four picks for OG. And I was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Trey Murphy might be better than him. That's that's my also, take. That's been my take. I mean, it's, Only Kings uh, would do that trade. What'd you say? Only Kings would do that trade. <laughs> I don't even think Kings would do that trade because it's four picks. You would... <laughs> hey, I was like, love him so OG though. What I said was, if you're gonna trade four picks, ask the Nets for McHale, but the Nets want to keep McHale. McHale's a foundational player for them so he was never being dangled or rerouted he's something that they want to keep which is i still don't believe that though that that they somebody offered four picks for him i don't believe that at all (laughs) that was nets gas there's no way yeah 100 percent. i love it though buy into mikhail go for it that's kind of too that's kind of too sweet to turn down bro and i like i would would love michael bridges uh for chris middleton and (laughs) though so that's a perfect segue, Paul. Uh, seeing this now, the the Nets are officially not not a contender. Going back mm-hmm. into kind of a rebuild, retool. I don't think I was talking. They won't be bad enough to 
but their picks really hurt them. Like it won't be a top five pick. I think we'll never good. swap with Houston. I, right. I put that on everything. Exactly. Yeah. I think there'll yeah. be yeah. I think there'll be a a playoff team, even if it's like a five six to have enough leeway with what uh, KD did before the season. I think there'll be a playoff yeah. team this year. Um, but looking at the East and the West. Give me your four or five teams that are like kind of cream of the crop. Like I can see this team winning. What are your like your top five teams? And uh, just give me the top of both conferences. Do you like East is sad, bro? It's it's just two teams. East is two teams. (laughs) Without a doubt, like I'm sorry, the Cavs and the Sixers are not anything right now. My guy. So 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 for me, I'm like if Cleveland gets a wing next in the off season, I will entertain them. That's the one they they just don't have a wing. I can I can fully buy into. I think they tried for Royce. I know they turned down Joe Harris, but it was for Levert, so it would have been lateral to them. Right. But so they where, desperately need something. We just straight up – when we played them, we just did not guard Lamar Stevens or Evan Mobley. It's, <laughs> right. They, they got a Ben Simmons situation over there. Obviously not as bad, but offensively it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, so what – okay, like so I got to hear – I have my reasons. What's your, what's your issue offensively? Why, why not Philly for you? Uh, why not Philly? Because yeah. they got another issue. Like they got they grabbed Jalen McDaniels, but that's supposed to be their only wing now and their only guy that could guard a wing. I I just don't see that. No. And then of course you got Embiid and Harden, who are not durable. Well, Harden's not durable anymore. Embiid's never been durable. It's just hard to buy in. Maxi's not really fit with his role. And then this the more important thing: the Celtics and the Bucks are just a lot better. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Go ahead. Uh, Jordan, did you want to ask? I'm sorry. You, did you want to say something? Go ahead. My, my fault, brother. I was asking about uh, – he said something about the Cleveland, about some someone that wasn't offensively – It's just a lack of shooting, though. Like hey, you're listen, playing double bigs and then you don't have a sniper. You, you got, you're, they're playing Lamar Stevens who nobody guards whatsoever. Like, I just feel like you only got to guard the point guards. Yeah, Paul, you got to be careful. Uh, Jordan is a USC diehard, so that, that Mobley slam that you got off. Oh, man. Just, just for a little off. bit. I, I like Cade a little bit more. <laughs> I, t- I think Mobley's – aside from USC bias, I think Mobley's a very special player, and I think that's a big reason why they were willing to let go of uh, Kevin Love, you know, because they're willing well, to like, – Love was also really bad for them this year. I don't know what happened. He just fell off a cliff. Like, I thought he found his role. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good last year, right? Can't so shoot was, anymore. What happened? Yeah. Miami's been, Miami's been a founder youth, though, so I think he might actually click there after a couple weeks. I just oh, think in oh. the playoffs, though, they're just going to go at – they're going to go at Mitchell. They're going to go at Garland. Then after that, you're going to look for somebody else to score, and it's going to be tough. Yeah, Michael's uh, – Kevin Love, 47th percentile on catch and shoot. Yeah, that's tough. Mid, mid. But my thing with Mobley, he is special, but the problem, and I've been saying it, is like, Bro, you have to commit to one. You have – like, you just – for the sake of the offensive flow and just, you know, you just have to commit to one of Mobley or Jared Allen. And then whoever you trade, you got to use that to get the wing back because yep. you have yep. enough value between one of them that you'll get a quality wing back. So you just one, bro. I mean, the, the answer is Allen to me. I mean, Allen, Allen's obviously – Mobley's the guy with the most potential. Mobley probably gets you more back. Allen also has the higher contract, so you get the right. bigger contract Who do you – like – at the end of the day, do you think do you think Mobley can play a play the five eighty two games a year and into the postseason in a postseason yeah. run? My thing is, he, he's, he's going to have to uh, Jordan unless he extends his perimeter game out. But it's the yeah. same. Thing with your guys, both, it's, they both, it's they same. both can't shoot. It's hard to play two bigs and they both can't shoot. That's true. That's that's very true. So do you do you look for a, a situation where you go and get like a Brook Lopez to play next to Mobley? 
my thing is, is that feasible? Like, it's like the walking coming off Brooke. Brooke is like very, very, very like a glove like fit for what Milwaukee does. I don't think they're going to come off him that easily, or he's not even leading. No, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Brooke Lopez himself. I'm just saying like a guy like that. Oh, I mean, I, but that's I mean, ideal, right? I say, how, how many of those exist? I mean, I mean, Brooke, I mean, yeah, we got guys coming into the NBA right now that like, are they, they going to be? Are they going to be ready though? I mean, Milwaukee got exactly. two ready bigs that are. You know that shoot the three. I'm not saying in comparison to Milwaukee, dude. That's, a, it's, it's, it's like, but that's how they got to do it. But for for but for where Cleveland is, the next step is like that guy has to be ready to play. Is what he's saying. He has to be ready, right? You know what I mean? It's like it can't. Yeah, this can't be a Mo Bamba situation but where you. Mobley is, is Mobley in college. His one year in college, he thought she shot 38 percent from three points. So he. He has shown the ability to stretch the floor. And that's three feet in, bro. I mean, or yeah. two feet in. So. And it was on low volume, too. Yeah, it so was low like... volume. But, I mean, he, he was able to do it. And I'm telling you, bro, his brother can shoot. You know what I mean? Like, so where is it in the NBA, bro? The Cavs need it, like, right now. Yeah. That's the <laughs> uh, but they're a team for next year, though, so I, I'm not going to yeah. stay on them for that, though. Like, next yeah, year, they, they got to get their yeah. wing. If they get yeah. a wing, if they get a wing, they bump right there. Um, I was going to say, do you think it's more of a, a fact that, like, Cleveland doesn't want him doing that more than like he. Nah, if he can, if he can shoot, they want him to. They because they need it. They need. I that. watched Jared Allen attempt that corner three ball. That's hideous. So I think they want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about West Paul? Who's your tier one out West? West. All right. It's it's gonna sound a little biased, but I think the Suns are in a tier of their own. I gotta see it. On, I, you know what? I, I just got. I gotta see it hey, first. My guy's guy on me. He's with me, bro. And I don't know. It's it's definitely different though. I was never a KD guy. I was always a Braun guy or Chris Paul, weirdly enough. I fell off of that. But when KD plays for your favorite team, he just looks like he's better than everybody else. Like, I'm sure <laughs> you Bucks fans feel that about Giannis. But I just, in the West, I just don't think there's anybody that's close to KD. I don't think there's anybody better than Giannis in the whole world. But... So I got Yeah, I gotta, you I, feel that. I, yeah, I get I, that. I, I got <laughs> to ask you this, Paul. So um, I've been in arguments at odds with a lot of fan base this year, more so with, with light years Twitter, because I think the Warriors are, are teetering <laughs> towards cooked. How do you feel about people? Because a lot of Warriors fans just like, just get in and we'll repeat the magic from last year. And I'm like, mm. I get it. No, I a hundred percent get it. But they like, they accidentally won a championship last year. They didn't try to win a championship. Like their fans didn't expect it. Their GM didn't expect it. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, they did not expect that shit. So yeah. you, you got to trust it. It is, <laughs> I see it a lot on people's usernames. It's the Warriors Invitational until somebody beats them. Yeah. So here's my, my, my thing with that is, so everybody was representing their face. The two timeline thing worked. I'm like, no, it didn't. You got it was a, it was zero, an accident, man. zero contribution to any of those young guys. And you had to let go of Otto Porter. You had to let go of GP2. Mm-hmm. Who were, those, those were like super essential. Right, one young guy to bring back, mind you. had to give up. Yeah. <laughs> that is to me like I, I said this the Warriors organization, top tier, 99th percentile, but giving up the number two pick for what you could have got for him at the time mm-hmm. for Gary Payton two, three years into his deal, that is some. Um, Boy, that is some Lakers, Rob Palenka, Knicks level. I don't care, man. I don't care how big of a bust he is. You cannot trade him for the ninth man that you let walk. That's what I'm saying. I was like, bro, that is some crazy just Rob Palenka level asset manager. I don't care how you want to shape it. Well, you just can't hold on to him. Like, bro, I don't care what you say. That's terrible. Especially when you think about what else is in that draft. It's not even just LaMelo. It's Halliburton, Franz Wagner. A whole bunch of players who are just like literally your third or fourth best player right now if you just make the right pick. 
And like you said, for a ninth man, that is some Teddy Blade asset manager. I just got to put that out there, even though I have the utmost respect for the Warriors organization. It's it's crazy because people like uh you you say what Paul just said, and Paul is absolutely hundred percent correct. I a hundred percent agree with him that they they didn't expect to win a championship, and they just happened to walk into it. That's not that's not saying anything negative against what the Warriors did, but you know people look at that and they're like, well. You're saying that we got lucky. No, no one's saying you got lucky. It's just you weren't expecting to win a championship and you had a, a favorable matchups going all the way around, right? I did not expect Memphis to be the dumbest team in the playoffs, yeah. also. Because that They're, was my pick. <laughs> they were like, that's what, like that came out of left field, bro. I've never seen Memphis. They showed no inklings of being an idiotic team outside of Dylan Brooks believing he was Kobe, but that whole team was idiotic the whole playoffs. Said, I thought the West was decided though. Once the Warriors walked in, that West looked so weak. Man, it's yeah, just I had, I had the Warriors too from midway through. Um... He did, you did, Kings did. I, I was, I, I thought Memphis could do it, but I, I did not see Inklings of that team being that stupid. Bro. I had the East decided too, though. But uh, the hater in me picked the Bucks to beat the Celtics. Like this, the Celtics fans are so annoying. I was rooting for Giannis. Like that that's how bad it was. That would have been successful if not for the injury, so don't feel too bad. If the Celtics had a point guard, they would have beat the Warriors too. Yeah, no. But yeah, I just I just think Tatum had to be a, a, a big boy at some point. Like you can't let Wiggins take you out of a series like that. And I like Wiggins. Shout out Kings. That's your guy. The agenda hit finally, but Tatum well, can't let that happen. You know, Tatum got his own shoe now, so <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see how that ends up. Um, all right, Paul, sliding down the West again. Your thoughts on the Lakers situation? Do you like the moves? Is it too late to make up all that ground? They got six teams to pass before they get. Yeah, to the that's the only teams. issue. It's yeah, like all the moves were were complete home runs. The Wolves got robbed for no reason. I, I still don't understand that trade. I, I, I said that too. I, was, I don't know why they did. He took on that contract and he was like, oh, we needed a point guard. Mike Conley sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they, they made all the good moves. They're just too far behind. Yeah. So, I mean. You're counting on Braun and AD to stay healthy for all this run. And then, like, they're going to be playing heavy minutes every night. They're going to be dead by the play. And they're going to be dead by the first series. Like, there's no way that they actually make a run. I learned as a Nets fan. When things go this horribly for you, it doesn't matter how good your players are. Mm. Like, you can't make up all that ground. I think the funniest thing you said about the Laker players, you were like, everybody was gassing Mamba. You were like, well, he asked, but it's playable ass. So yeah. like, I, I wanted to trade <laughs> Seth Curry for him. Like, I wanted to just do something like that. I, I get it. He could p- play in your rotation. But people were putting him in the starting lineup. There was only two starting lineups that make sense. One, that Ham finally figured out. And I would have understood if they swapped Beasley for Reeves. But I wanted Beasley starting. Yeah, King said that. I wanted Reeves starting because Reeves, he just he just really looks excellent playing next to LeBron. He's probably like the uh, like the all the two man stuff. He's LeBron like outside of LeBron AD, obviously, it's Reeves LeBron as far like the best pairing. They play so well together. But I understand like just a sniper like that next to LeBron in twenty years, it's never not worked. So mm-hmm. I, I I understand that one hundred percent. But as long as they both play, I'm I'm completely fine. You know, and just you know. Get Troy Brown out of my life. And uh, I would have the Lakers in my second tier. I guess they're technically my second tier of team, but like I just doubt their around. ability to make that run. Yeah, but to, to, and you know, Blinka, his word sound stuff. He it's, it's just covering his ass. He gave the whole. Well, this was also a pre agency, so we have a team for next year, yeah. which is what I've been saying. Finally, 
I was like, I think me and Kings both made this complaint. You can't flip the roster every year. Like yeah, they've LeBron had... taught us that, man. <laughs> I they like it's eight and nine guys every year that's new to the team, and they wonder why every year it's been a struggle out the gate. It's outside of the first LeBron AD year. Every year they've stumbled out the gate. Yeah, I mean, all the Brown teams that flip, those are the teams that are usually the least competitive. Because if you see yeah. the <laughs> roster, they're usually the rosters that are carry over from the previous the yeah. previous with small vet man additions here and there. But anytime he has to flip, anytime a roster gets flipped, like, yeah, he can maybe make the finals, as you see, but it's usually teams that, you know, aren't good enough to win it all. It's just miraculous play, and they get there, you know. So I'm interested to see, man, because I I've, I was not a D'Lo fan from the rip, his first in L.A., but I think he's finally slotted in his correct role. A third guy off a megastar, a secondary creator who has good vision, and I just I think he it I think it works, even though I'm not a D Lo fan in, in a vacuum, but I think this is as good as it gets role wise for him. How did you feel about D Lo ball? Like you said he's good in his role, but he's done irreparable da- damage to my fan base and this, all that stuff. Like I will never be a D Lo fan. I don't think he's a good player. Like I think this is the ideal role for him. I think people will fall in love with when he's on fire. And then there's going to be like two week stretches where he's not on fire and he's taking shots that you're like, you're smothered and you have LeBron James. Why are you taking these shots? And he doesn't play defense, even though he's six foot five and really long and it makes no sense. And I, I will never be a D'Lo fan. I fought really hard against Dinwiddie versus D'Lo, Levert versus D'Lo. I just don't see it with him and I'll probably never see it with him. And if the whole idea that this is pre-agency is good for you guys to be like a competitive team, but what's... Are you really happy about your future when it's, all right, LeBron's 39 years old. Now it's D'Lo is making however much money you guys going to have to pay him now. <laughs> yeah, but I think D'Lo's up and then Mo Bamba's up, right, as well? Yeah, Mo Bamba's probably walking. No, Mo, no Mo's under a, a non-guaranteed deal. He's, he, oh, yeah, they, he's got two years. It's going to yeah, be like yeah. 10 mil or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, that, that's, I can eat that number, especially if he's going to be yeah, starting. They're gonna, they're based, gonna, on, they're gonna, based on the base yeah. yeah. But but everything you just said about D'Lo is exactly why I don't care that the Wolves traded him. I don't. I don't yeah, really... but that's an expiring contract, though. And you guys took Mike Conley on for that. That makes no sense. But you have to understand, Mike Conley's deal is partially guaranteed next year. So it's not He's even like... He's on the books, though. You're not going to let him walk? Yeah, we're not going to let him walk because we need him. We need him. Yeah. We need him. Oh, we man. Him. You know what you could have we... needed? You could have needed we... that money. That, that 30 <laughs> mil is about to come out free. Uh, who the hell we would have signed? It's Minnesota. Who are we man. signing? You could do something better than Mike Conley, I promise you. Bro, who are we signing? Like, let, let's be honest here. Like, Minnesota's not getting anybody. This is what we have to do. We have to do it. We have to make the Rudy trade work. We have no choice. Like, it, it, it's it's no – it's no, You know how you're going to make the Rudy trade work? You're going to trade Cat, and you're going to be upset about it initially. They're going to be like, yeah, I got Cat off my team, and I got all these picks and all these, like, little players. So, I got – I got all right, so, so – Last last team in the West, I got to ask. So, to me, the, the we're, we'll get into this in the round. Table. Everybody can say they're giving their shoot. To me, one of the most interesting things in the second half of the season is if we're going to see Zion on the floor for more than, uh, you know, 10 games. Because um, I thought the Pel- when he was healthy, the Pelicans were literally the number one seed mm-hmm. when Denver got hot. Um, so, obviously, the health is a thing. But what, like – your thoughts just on the Pelicans, where they are right now with their Man. team players essentially cannot not being able to stay on the floor. 
Ever. It's the most torturous situation, though. Like, I, it, the Nets were a myth. The Clippers were a myth. The Pelicans are something else. Like, this Man. this is something that we've never seen before. Zion and B.I. just straight up do not play with each other anymore. And I feel bad because this Zion stuff just feels like it's going to keep on happening. Like, uh, I have a Pelicans guy that told me about the setback with his foot and stuff. And I, I was just like, this this can't – He, I'm waiting for the he's announced out for the season thing again. That's pretty yep. much where I'm at with him now. I'm assuming that he's not playing anymore. Oh, then wow. that was my favorite player. That was my favorite player in the West. This is the team that I was geared up to watch, my league pass team, all this stuff. But I've never seen anything like this. And I just can never like think that they'll be a good team. They'll never have a good season. They have a good, great roster. They'll just never have a great season. Hey, I can tell you on 2K, it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a whole it bunch of. It makes perfect sense, <laughs> though. Like, like. Ingram could play with anybody. It's like, you know, KD's portability because he's so much better. Brandon Ingram, for the same reasons, is just as portable as KD. He could play with literally anybody, and he will just never get to see it. 100, 100, four years together, 93 games, both under 25 years old. Just kind of absurd, the lack of just their ability. Um, so the, the next step, obviously, is you're obviously not going to trade Zion because he sells tickets more than anything else. So that's you know, it's a small market, so it, it won't be him. Um, if it comes to that, do you want the Nets to go fishing? Oh, I wanted either one of them, but from what I heard is that you guys were not trading. Well, not you guys, but they were not trading Ingram at all, no matter what. <laughs> I I'd kill for Zion. I I wanted to trade Katie for Zion straight up. I like <laughs> I tell them that to his face. <laughs> but from what I understood is that since Ingram is like the only athlete to ever embrace the Pelicans, that they will die for this guy. Yeah, that's the same vibe they they uh they tell me too. I think yeah, I think of course it's like, the welcome is to be worn out eventually though because he's not fat like Zion. Like there's no reason for him to be <laughs> missing all these games with a toe or whatever. Like this guy's in shape. I don't understand it. So I, I I'll tell you it's it's there are two different extremes and it leads to them missing yeah. so many games. So when Zion misses games, he presses to give back. And jacks himself up even more and extends the injury. Ingram gets hurt. He's cleared by team doctor, his doctor, and then he's like, "Nah, I don't feel right." <laughs> yeah, and he I heard said, that too. <laughs> so, like they're <laughs> and he like he was like cleared from that toe two weeks before he stepped on the floor. Ingram, yeah, yeah. He, I, now I heard that too. Like that they're <laughs> fed up with him. Yeah, they're like yeah. they just they just like they're him and Zion are complete. Zion's like I need to get back on the floor. And then he pushes the hamstring too hard, pushed the foot too hard with the extra, try to do the extra blood replacement, whatever. Messes himself up even more, trying to push the play. Ingram was like, I'm not stepping a foot on that floor until I feel 100%. And I think if you listen, watch Ingram's interviews, it was from the um, the shoulder situation he had, the Chris Bosh, like not extremist Chris Bosh, but yeah. similar. Yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. yeah, his like the, uh, his in his mind is like, if his body's not feeling right, he's not playing. Because he just like that's that situation still with him, and I get it to an extent, but like on the other hand, it's like it's not your heart, bro. It's a toe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's funny because um, you have a bunch of Laker fans kind of sad that you know AD's there instead of Ingram. But I mean, they both had the same problem this day to day with both of them. You know, I can't I mean? even I can't even get my agenda off no more. I'm like, man, if Ingram would have stayed. LeBron would have been mad at him for missing every other game. <laughs> they both that is they still both. the craziest thing ever, though. Like a team won. A championship because of a trade, and this trade is still criticized. 
Uh, I haven't criticized since they won, just for the record. So there right. are a lot of people who do that. But once they won, I was like, all There's right. There's a lot of people that do still criticize it, though. Yeah. You're right. Baby Lakers, man. I mean, you know, in 2K, you just do that start from the summer feature and then never make the trade, and you can see how <laughs> it works out. <laughs> Go trade for Julius Randle on 2K. See how it plays out for you guys. Hey, hey. man. He's going all NBA again. I won. You can say all what you want. He's going all NBA again just because he doesn't miss games. God bless. When when all NBA Julius Randle's in the playing game and they fucking don't even make the playoffs. Hey, listen. (laughs) As long as he makes all NBA, the agenda is set. I'm good. You can't say you can't say he's a two-time all NBA player. They're trying to hawk us down for the five seed right now. I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, I think with Tibbs, the – any Tibbs team is going to prepare for every game like Game Seven, so they'll be they'll be, they'll be maxed out in the regular season and in the playoffs. When the other mm-hmm. team hits another level, they'll have nothing, and that's essentially the Tibbs experience. Yeah, he never usually has good enough teams. So honestly, like I can't knock him because he never really has good enough teams to actually win a chip. Yeah, no, no, he no, maximizes no. his guys for yeah, sure. I'm saying, but he maximizes them so much they don't have another like they don't have another level. Yeah. Like what you see from a yeah. chips team, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it because he so prepares for every game. It's yeah. the game in the regular season, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just he, the thing about Tibbs, though. I just I would never want him coaching my favorite player. Yeah, like he's going to be like done years before. Like the, he has left a trail of just jacked up players in his wake yep. because that's he bad. is an old. Mid nineties NBA coach. I want to play my best player forty minutes for eighty. How, how long until we start calling Nurse that? Nurse, the nurse is on his way. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on his way. <laughs> nurse sure. is on his way. Like then, like Jordan brought it to our attention. We start like Van Fleet is cooked, bro. And I, I've been saying that. I don't know why people are asking <laughs> a treatment, bro. He, he's not good anymore. He's just not. He's just he could like, explode for forty though because he could shoot sometimes. I yeah, mean, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Into the next nine games, he's going to shoot twenty seven percent, and he's shoot like he's still hot. So, it, there's one team though I wanted to wanted to ask. I, I only said the Suns are my first tier, so we skipped the West. But but the Mavericks, um, we discussed them. I just people got mad. I said when they made the trade, like I said, Kyrie and Luca are going to move the needle. It's just going to be a whole bunch of one thirty five to one twenty seven. Yeah, that's exactly what it's been. It's, I like them in a series. Like I like them in a series versus everybody except for the Suns. But I do know that roster is ass. Oh, I'll say that I just I, 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 I'll say this, Paul. If they do, they have to get the series over quick because Remember. if you go six, seven games, I think that's when they start to lose because if Christian Wood is your backline defender over. The yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be ugly, but. Well, I guess I, I like them how they match up against the Nuggets, and I think that Luca and Kyrie are just gonna be able to beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, but can they get to the Nuggets? That's a problem. Yeah. Like, so, well, they, right now their first matchup is the Kings, so that's a good start. That is. You know what? I I I bought. I think Jordan and King sold it. I semi bought King stock. They're no. they're they're legitimately good team. Yeah, but I I just don't think they could beat the the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the yeah. Suns, the Mavericks. I think the if the Mavericks don't have to play the Suns in round one, I like them. So it, my thing is I. I'm a huge De'Aaron Fox fan. I, I thought he's been one of the most underrated players in basketball. Great forever. performance tonight. So it's just, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I believe in the Suns. Um, last thing before we get out of here, before you guys, you know, Paul is white, so it's two to two uh, tonight. This MVP, this MVP thing. So here, here's is where I stand with it. Here's where I stand with it. People are absolutely right where Joker is getting a pass 
where past MEPs have it is the voter fatigue is not a thing for him for some reason. Everybody else got it for him. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. My response to that, my question to that is, even if we if we acknowledge that as NBA fans, is it right for us to say they need to keep doing voter fatigue even though it's complete BS? We know it's BS. It's a bad way to look at it instead of looking at every season separately. We know it's a bad rule, but for some reason Giannis got it, Harden got it, Steph got it, LeBron definitely got it with only four, which is ridiculous. Hold on. What's crazy is Harden didn't even get the award and he got voter fatigue. Well, he got one, but he got voter fatigue because he was always like one or two, one or yeah. two, one so, or two. So, so do we have to keep it? We know it's terrible. We know it's not fair. Do we keep pushing the mm-hmm. voter fatigue thing even though we know it's wrong? Or do we just like, you know what, even though we see the inherent bias with this guy for whatever reason people have their what they feel <laughs> are their reasons why. But as basketball fans – what do you think the correct response to that is? My, I have a weird take though that voter fatigue doesn't exist really though. Like I never thought it was there. I thought it was there for Harden a little bit because people just got tired of his whole shtick. You know, just the way that he played basketball. <laughs> people did not care for that. Right. I think LeBron did not. He didn't get clipped for voter fatigue. He got clipped for going to Miami right. and they made a big deal out of that. Huh, huh. Giannis was my MVP. And I will say it, it might have looked like voter fatigue. I'm talking about the, for the first Jokic one. But then he got hurt, and he missed all that time. So we didn't get to see voter fatigue take place there. So okay. I, I just don't think I've seen voter fatigue. Jokic is still not my MVP. My issue with the, with the Jokic MVP case is he's had three different angles to the MVP award in these last three yep. seasons. Yep. So the criteria is shifting to whatever Jokic is outperforming. Yep. He's going to always have an MVP case. He's an all-time great. He's a generational player. But it's whatever one fits him. It's like he's getting 24 <laughs> points a game. It's like that's cool. But we're in an era where people are like everybody's getting dirty. Like I gotta respect what Bede and Giannis are doing a little bit more. And then defensively, we don't even talk about that anymore. It just seems like all right, Jokic got first seed now. He gets the MVP. Well, he was the MVP when he was sixth seed to people. Like so now it's just shifting. Yeah, yeah and I said that I think the biggest the biggest card that people are going to be able to play who are super pro Joker MVP is that. Buddy is a tank. He never misses games. Like he don't so, jump. Yeah, we get yeah, it. So he the, doesn't so, jump. He'll never get hurt. He does not jump. So the minute Embiid has his ten game absence, yeah. like that's that's it, why right? Embiid's not in it for me. I think right. Giannis is my MVP. He's okay. Thirty two a game. He's twelve boards a game. Like six assists a game. I think that he might be slightly overrated as a defender compared to the casuals, but he is miles better than Jokic as a defender. You know the funny thing is Giannis's case. It's like Joker's last year with the guys missing games, except there are still a top two seed. Yeah, they <laughs> fought a six. But, but somehow, we, we, don't, we thought Chris was it. like a uh, a shell of himself for most of these games. Drew finally turned it on. I don't know how he snuck into the All Star game. Congrats to him. It hurt Giannis's MVP case. My thing with the voter, my look, voter fatigue. I, I don't even blame Giannis's case on voter fatigue. Honestly, Giannis. The thing was, and like people have pointed out, the MVP has always subconsciously taken into account winning in the playoffs. Whether that's right or not, that's always been a thing. Like, you go back to when Giannis got swept and you go to the MVP vote next year. It wasn't he won two MVPs. It's that, oh, he won two MVPs and he got swept by Miami. He's not deserving. Uh, What's his name? Lowe said it. Uh, I think it was, what, Tim McMahon said it in, in the media. And my issue is, okay, I understand that, right? 
Like you had that, but somehow Jokic, yes, he had injuries, but somehow he gets to skirt that. And then another thing is that I don't even think you need the lower team to not both Jokic. I believe Giannis is better. Like he has a better case because he plays better defensively. He's putting up 30 and 12 and that he has his team in high seeding. He's almost tied for the best NBA record, missing his second best player most of the year. But the thing is, People point to these catch-all NBA analytics. Analytics, it's like, bro, these analytics are all geared towards offense. We know the equation. Yeah. We had Joseph on there. Rebounds, assists, if you rack that up with high efficiency, you're dominating all those numbers, Like regardless <laughs> of whether it shows up in terms of winning and actually contributing to winning a championship because we know when you win a championship, you have to defend. It's like regardless of whether that matters or not, if you do all those things, you're going to dominate every analytics. But does that mean that you are the MVP? Like, what goes into constructing these analytics? Just because they're that way right now, does that mean that that is the MVP? Is that how we should be looking right. at it? At what point do we say, man, this guy's defending. We know if you defend at a high level, you're going to be on a championship team. You're going to take your team farther in the playoffs. At what point do we say defense should be a staple in these awards? Like, it's ridiculous. It's like it's like the MVP for the NFL. It might as well be a QB award. So it's if like say, you might see, the offense score now. Then they get mad when I be like, see, I'll be listening. I'll be I, I don't completely ignore a ball, don't stop it. They be getting mad because because what you just said. You can't let the nerds win, bro. <laughs> Although Stop also thinks Giannis is a runner and jumper. So <laughs> I be, I just say listen to everything. I just said, you know, he can't be ignored. But go ahead. Go I, ahead. Jordan, Jordan, you a Bucks fan, so yeah. you're in, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm also an analytics guy, you know what right. I mean? Like I'm I'm in between both. And like I understand like the analytics and the efficiency point of view from from Jokic, but I also, you know, Kings has said it multiple times, like the uh they add in what they've done in the postseason, right? And what happens in the postseason this year if Jokic gets eliminated in the second round, right? And he wins three MVPs, you know, then he's on its plateau where with Larry Bird and Will Chamberlain and, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Russell, where it's like, he's this generational type player. That's never won anything. You know what well, I mean? It's just, it's just Larry Bird. Nobody's won three in a row except Larry Bird. So it's just not, it's it, if he wins this year, he is in, it's like, it's uh, those yeah, type I, of, thought, I thought Bill, Bill, and Will, Bill Russell. Bill, Bill oh yeah, Bill Russell, Bill Russell. I'm sorry. Bill Russell. Did. Yeah. Bill Russell's in the six, but it was like, Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. My fault. That's my fault. And, and and people don't want to attribute this to race. And, like, I, as a white guy, am sitting here telling you that there is definitely race attributed to this. It's in every battle. I could, you can tell by the way these people talk about AAU, bro, that it's the dog whistle. Like, so you're right. The the, AAU, the race, the racial dog whistles in basketball is in every conversation. You are 100% right. Keep going. And like, dude, we just came off an of all-star weekend where Mac McClung just saved the dunk contest, dude. Yeah. Like, Nobody watched the dunk contest between Levine and, and Aaron Gordon. You know, mm. like it's it's just it's incredible to me, bro. And it's 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 disgusting, first of all, because I do think that there's an agenda between these these reporters and, and Kings brought up Zach Lowe, who I think is the best. He's he's pushing this narrative of Jokic, like, oh, he's the first guy to be this efficient at scoring he's like 97 percent efficient field goal percentage and blah 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 he's a dude at the end of the day Giannis is sitting here 30 points per game 12 rebounds per game Chris Middleton's missed 80 percent of the games mm. Bucks are the second seed in the east and we're just sitting here like eh, 
Giannis, he nah, he <laughs> like it's even, like it's like it's dead and over. Yeah, like right. he don't deserve it. Jokic minus two twenty five to win the MVP. I mean, it's 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 over. Like there's nothing anybody could do. Jokic is winning the MVP. It's it's disgusting, bro. It's it's honestly it's it's sad. And uh, as a basketball fan, it's disheartening to the game. Which I I, I honestly I think the NBA. Uh, put out a dog shit product this weekend, which is dog shits of the game of basketball. And uh, this only, this just further. But why should, why should defense be valued? You don't even value it for your MVP award. Bingo. Like, like why you should it matter? value it for anything? You know, we don't, we don't value defense at all. We don't, it's, it's nothing today. You know, we don't, the all-star game, uh, go out there, shoot fucking half court shots, fucking throw up three quarter court shots. Dunks, whatever. Temple hoop was for the kids. Remember that? Temple hoop was for the kids. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, it's disgusting, bro. Like, this is the game of basketball. We're supposed to be expanding this worldwide. And, like, we don't even actually attribute the game of basketball to the best player in the game of basketball. And that doesn't even mean that Giannis is deserving or not. I'm just saying that, like, we've already closed the door. Jokic, three-time MVP, it's, it's happening because he's so efficient offensively and – He's the number one seed, and well, the- I only I only said the door closed because they did the straw pull amongst the voters, and their minds are completely hey, that, made up. That's what I'm them. saying. Like he's yeah. minus two twenty five betting favorite right now, Jason. I'm not saying because you said it. I'm right. just saying like we. Well, we're I, picked, I picked him to win it like two weeks ago because I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I knew this was gonna happen, and that and the thing is, when I said Giannis is my MVP, it's like people are like, so you don't think Jokic is deserving, or you so you you're not gonna give it to Jokic? I'm like, bro, I picked him to win it three weeks ago for this reason, and because I knew he was deserving, because I knew how they were gonna gear it based off the analytics, based off the criteria, and based off the less the racial factor. I knew this was gonna happen. Like That's I a knew big this thing, was- though, Kings is it's it is a racial factor, and like we can't sit here and deny it, dude. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not denying it. All. I, I just said that we see it. We understand that you know the same. Voter fatigue. You brought up the previous playoff runs. You know that hasn't been applied as a as a disqualifier to his resume yeah. to yeah, other we, guys. And I said, well, we understand. They shut like, down Michael Jordan for a rapist. For getting- can we also talk about in the racial aspect though? Like some of my music brought up a good point. Who makes these analytics? White people. That's the dangerous thing, though, is because people just trust this one number that decides what it is. And there's a person that tweaks what's more important. <laughs> like, yeah. they literally get to choose, and people just ride with this one number. What, what, I, what, I, what I would suggest is... The equation, bro. They yeah. don't even know. What I, what, what I would suggest is, I think me and Kings talked to his name Joseph Gill, Merck Analytics. He does everything by, by PPP, which is points, points per possession. And I think that's the and that you know will give you your true mark of efficiency uh, amongst the player over some uh, equation that, like King says, heavily weighs you know rebounding yeah. in terms of weighing a defender has or, nothing to do with defense, right? You know what I mean? That's finishing a possession, right? It's not you know affecting the miss of a possession. So, bro, Kevin Love is eighty second percentile in points per possession this year. Is he eighty second percentile in NBA players this year? Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's that's on points per possession too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, well, that's why I think he well, I think he'll work in Miami. I, honestly, I just you know, that's my point too. That I also brought up. Like, it can't you can't do 
I don't know why people are using catch-alls. Did we not establish like three years ago that catch-alls were, were not good overall indicators? Like, did, was that not established that catch-alls have too many variables that they're not, they don't take into account for you to use as defining factors? So why, why are catch-alls and, and advanced one-for-all uh, metrics being used now? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You have to use multiple measurements along with the film to get the whole picture. And when you do that, that's when I say Giannis is the MVP if you're looking at the whole picture. But if you're going to say analytics weighs the most and it's some white dudes who made it with the equations that most people don't know, well, of course, if you're going to use that as your main criteria and Jokic is dominating that, well, yeah, the white guy who's dominating white analytics is going to be the MVP. What can you listen, say? Listen, listen to ball, don't stop, bruh. Change, change the Twitter app. <laughs> I'm messing with you, bro. But no, I'm not. You got these. Those, these are all, all. Like I said, I didn't deny anything what you guys said. I just said that we see the BS as basketball fans. Like, do we still apply those nonsense disqualifiers to an award that's supposed to be for this, a snapshot of this season? But you guys all made very great and, and fair points. Just as the, far goal, as the goal point. The goal post. The goal posts keep moving, Jason. Right. Like. It depends on who's up for the award. And it's like, okay, Giannis was up for a third time MVP. Oh, the goalpost move. Well, he didn't he didn't perform in the previous right, year. right, right. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Like, and I that's I, what I, I, said, I just that's know what if Jokic and Giannis flipped numbers, flipped everything, they'd be like, Yeah, Jokic is the MVP because oh, and yeah. then they'll state the case. That's a second, that's <laughs> that's second seed, right. But but my thing is though, I I, I grew up I, no, I came in. I love the analytics. Uh, when I when I started tweeting about hoops, a lot of those analytics guys who I, I used to follow that end up getting hired. I started using it, applying it. it. It did help me grow my appreciation for game and measuring guys' impact, especially because uh, you know being a brown guy, seeing how dominant he was, I was able to attach the uh, stats to the film. I was like, man, it's really measuring how impactful he is. But along the way with these analytics, it really just got geared so heavily to playmaking efficiency and rebounding to the point where it's like yeah Braun was great at those things but he was an all-world defender and even a plus right. defender on his worst days he could be a plus defender like there was no way that Braun was doing all those things and not being able to defend it's like guys who can't defend at all but who are so good at these factors that that automatically just doesn't even matter I'm like Bro, you can't do that. That's not how you play hoop. Because when you get to the playoffs, when it's a half court game, when it slows down, it's physical. Now all those things you didn't measure, now they matter. And you sound like me talking about. You sound like me talking about talking about mid range jumpers. It's the goal not winning the championship though. Yeah, no, that's the goal. And Jokic gets played off the floor in half court basketball. Well. I wouldn't say play off the floor, but they they do attack them. Oh, they, man. They, like I said, I, I'll say this: this this they play this, offense, defense say, come late in the games with him. I'll say I'll say this: this is the the this is as good as the shout to the Denver GM because this is as good as you can do. They got three yeah, playoff need that tested, Sun series, man. They got three playoff tested defenders around him in Jamal. I think Malone does the right thing. Uh, Malone pulls Porter late, which he should defensively. Because it just he just hard to close with him, so I, if it doesn't happen this year for Denver, this is like I think this is the closest they get. You got AG switchable. KCP is going to chase guys around a million screens and not get tired like he did with the Lakers. Bruce Brown can defend. So, bro, I got I got the Nuggets plus sixteen hundred to win the title. I I want them to win. They're plus seven fifty right now. I got a good number on them. Like I'm sitting here unbiasedly telling people. 
that I don't believe in the Nuggets, right? Ooh. Because of Jokic and Jason, we've been we've been adamant talking about this. Like, can Jokic go to the next level? And you've been very real about it that this may be the best opportunity that he actually has. Yeah, that's what. That's the. This is it. This is, I. I believe in the Nuggets. I think they get to. They got to get to a conference finals, in my opinion, or this, or they no, got to. No, no. Maple, stop, stop. He needs to go to an NBA. Finals. I'm talking about for me, for my, for me. I'm talking. No, no, I'm talking about for my MVPs in a row. You need to go about, to an NBA finals. I'm talking about. You know, I, I'm talking about for my assessment for to like. I guess I got to really consider like then. Can we ever win like this? Uh, he got, no, I think Kings is right. Like, if he don't make a finals this year, Jason, you really saying like. Well, I'll I'll, yeah, I'll, give, yeah. I'll 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 give you my picks when the playoffs start. I'll let you know. What else, what else does he? If you don't make the finals this year, what else does he need? He does he need tell you right now. Luka, I'm tell you right now. If, if Zion come back healthy, I'm pushing the Pelicans button. Yeah. I don't care. Just so you know, because that's 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 all. Well, Zion hey, come back I, looking I like Zion. I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push the Pelicans button. I was a bigger Pelican supporter than you on this show. Okay, and what did I say? I said I have to see them stay healthy first. And lo and behold, what happened? I said the, I said the only reason I'm not buying in all in on the Pelicans to the conference finals is they have to stay healthy. And two weeks later, what happened? Ingram's yeah. toe fell off. Zion hamstring blew up. Be where honest, they are now. You jinxed it. I didn't jinx it. I, you jinxed it. You said you were all that. I said, I'm not dying. Right, you jinxed it. You said, I got to see him be healthy. And I was like, you know what? They're going to do it. And you jinxed it. <laughs> Man. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, um, Jordan. Yes. Uh, any second half of the season bets or numbers, futures you putting, you know, you got well, our listeners out there? Uh, I mean, as far as the numbers are right now, I mean, if you if you didn't get in on the Suns plus sixteen plus fourteen hundred, you missed out big time. Mm. Um, I think your only bet that I, I would be willing to take right now, as far as far as the futures point, is uh, the Clippers plus twelve hundred, twelve to one. Yeah. Um, and that's always that's always on paper because we do not know how things are going to play out with the with the Clippers, at least health wise. They also don't have a point guard. Um, Russell Westbrook rumor. <laughs> Going to be choosing between the Wizards and and Bulls in the next couple of days, which I don't necessarily think you know teeters any team. But as far as the Clippers are concerned, plus twelve hundred, I think is the best value you can get any team. What, but quick, where are the Warriors right now? They are uh nineteen to one plus nineteen hundred. Oh wow, that ooh, ooh. That's um, not good value though. Play money, but it's it's like, bro, right. they, they, they could, bro. <laughs> yeah, make, make sure, <laughs> make sure you follow Paul tweets too much on Twitter. The two is spelled with the two, the number two, right, Paul? Yep. Yeah, make sure you get Paul a follow. Uh, hilarious guy, um, Eagles fan, but you know uh, he got odds for six guy. months out of the year. It is what it is. Um, follow RIP Kings, bro. Follow. Uh, Jordan Rules TSP or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, TS what is it? Tap Rules Sports. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, Jordan Rules TSP. Myself, JJ Mables fifty five underscore MST. Um, be on the lookout, man. We made playoffs with a ninth seed. That link is dropping. I was say, good, luck, good luck to uh, Contra Costa, but hopefully you guys do not beat West Valley, my alma mater. Okay, well, uh, if we play them, you can you feel me kick rocks. But the stream saying the game will be streamed. It's a home game. Uh, I will drop the link. It is going to be live streamed with an announcer, so look out for that. 
Uh, Paul, thank you so much, bro. This was a long time, dude. It was a heat, too. It's one of the best episodes we've done this season. Hell Thanks, yeah. man. I loved it. Thank you, Paul. All right. You guys be safe, and we are out of here. Peace.